Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, this is episode eight of Triluminati. I am and Porter, as, uh, and this is Matt. This is Matt. Um, and as some say, maybe eight too many. What? Like, we should. I don't know. Can we just. <laughs> <laughs> so we... No, we're not restarting <laughs> that. No, we're doing it. That was great. <laughs> I was saying we shouldn't have done any episodes to begin with. <laughs> that was such an insane uh. dad joke that I literally was like, what are you, what are you talking about? It was about? the point. It was like supposed to be a shitty joke. <laughs> you made me feel so awkward. Oh, oh man. man. Does anyone need like a new host on their podcast? <laughs> I'm looking to uh, get traded All very right. soon. So um, oh, we we actually what a were start. such like a professional podcast that this episode we were supposed to have our first like episode long special guest on and Google Hangout just didn't work for us. Yeah, so, technology, folks. How do you do it? Just the Trill Boys. Now, also the television broke while we were watching the Sixers game. <laughs> Which, uh, that actually actually might be for the best. Exactly. Let's destroy all the major telecom companies, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I was anyway. just saying I wasn't going to pay attention if the Sixers oh, were on. So, oh, yeah. right, right, right. That's this what is, you were trying to fun. say. Yeah. Same thing. But yeah. <laughs> my priorities are in line. Uh, the first thing we want to jump into today, since uh, we are, uh, you know, the fucking the whitest hip hop podcast around, dude. We just gotta hop right into absolutely some some Mister <laughs> Posty Malone. Whites covering whites. <laughs> white savior, dude. Yeah. Fucking Post Malone, White Iverson himself. Yeah. Speaking of Sixers uh, basketball, uh, Mister White Iverson, uh, Post Malone is he's in the news again, folks. And whenever Post Malone's in the news, uh, it's usually not a good thing for Post Malone. It's usually something I don't read. <laughs> you know, like I don't try to I avoid it. Yeah, I'm like, ah oh, man, uh, hot new hip hop has an article on Post Malone. Yeah, <laughs> let me um, go to any other website. He uh, he's coming under under a little bit of fire because um, he, do you? I just was thinking about this. Do you think that Post Malone is Carl Malone's lost long lost? Yeah, song? that makes sense. <laughs> well, it's actually Utah. I don't, Utah. Really, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you never he's know. From Texas, but close enough. <laughs> yeah. You know? Beer yeah. bongs and Bentleys, dude. Yeah. That's what's the that's the Te- name of his new album. Yeah. So at te- Utah is like Texas of the North. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's actually a really good point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's actually their state. Um, uh, their state slogan. It says it on all their license plates. <laughs> we plate. are the Texas of the North. <laughs> this is a hot take section. <laughs> but yeah, recently in an interview, uh, Post Malone got into some uh, some trouble with the interwebs because he said. Uh, something stupid. Uh, so basically, he was he was talking about um, you know hip hop and the hip hop he listens to, and you know what he thinks about hip hop. Um, mm-hmm. And he's said in the past before, like he's kind of gotten away from uh, hip, like he didn't want to make just hip hop music, and that he thinks that like other music m- makes it so that you could be like more artistic, I guess. <laughs> um, and then more recently. I think what he said, like specifically, this, and this one, might have been this, this one was different. He said something about I, I don't know if this was like something he said in the past or if this was this specific instance, but he was like talking about. He's like, well, this it's just not like the same level of like meaning as Bob Dylan. Right, 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 right. So he basically said that when he listens to rap, he wants to listen to have fun and like turn up and yeah. shit. And that's why he makes that kind of music, whereas he thinks that other genres, you know, are deeper and have more meaning to the music, like 
Bob Dylan, who is actually the oldest man alive. It's a little yeah. known fact about Bob Dylan. He's like 400 years old. Dude, Bob Dylan is so old that when... And, and so mean, from what I've heard. I heard he's like a, a huge total dickhead. asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Dylan isn't even his name, dude. It's yeah. like... He, was the, what he was the first rapper. He was a spoken word poet Yeah, dog. dude, Bob Dylan is so old that he spoke... And did a song at the March on Washington with Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> That's how fucking old that guy is. Okay, and in addition to that, he also... <laughs> so, actually, Post Malone's kind of like the hip-hop version of, of uh, Bob Dylan because he's done so much for equal rights. <laughs> exactly. Just like how Eminem ended <laughs> racism. Changed, yeah. <laughs> They're both working together, and, and Macklemore is like their... Uh, yeah. He brings everyone together. That's the holy trinity of, of, <laughs> the holy trinity. of white rappers. <laughs> Justin Bieber counts now. He's done a, a another couple another He's... fun Bob Dylan fact. Um, uh, he actually is so old that Janis Joplin, who has been dead for forty two years, I think 40, seventy. Yes, nineteen seventy. So yeah. Oh, okay. So forty-five years she's been dead, something like that. And she that. was twenty-seven years old when she died. Yeah, she was. And I watched a documentary, and she talked about how Bob Dylan was her hero when she was a kid. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so that's so depressing. It's it's uh, Bob Dylan is the oldest person alive, but but Post Malone basically was saying that like yeah, like you know someone like Bob Dylan <laughs> has like this has has lyrical depth and has real meaning to his music, like. So he's he's kind of like the the folk rock Dylan version really is of old. Of, <laughs> it's great. He stormed the beaches of Normandy <laughs> with his guitar. Bob Dylan fucking <laughs> he played them a song and the, and the Germans backed off. <laughs> Alternate no, he history. was on the he was on the other side. He he fought for the Nazis. Actually, I can't believe we've done four little minutes known, of it. Bob Dylan is so old that. <laughs> Bob Dylan's like the the folk version of J. Cole. It takes a certain level of intelligence <laughs> to vibe with his music. Is yeah. what Post Malone was saying. Just a, just a few less poop jokes. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously there's going to be a little bit of controversy when uh, anyone says this, let alone uh, you know a white rapper who yeah. has cornrows. <laughs> I mean, like. He, had so like basically like just the gist of it like he he, he said that like rap isn't as isn't like a, the most meaningful like genre of music and like yeah we can all get worked up about it but like are you surprised that he said that like someone no. that's made white iverson and rockstar which is by the way i believe the number one song in the country right now i don't get it yeah, I don't, it's I insane don't, i don't really understand i think it's better than white iverson but like i think it's really bad i didn't i, hate I just white think iverson. he's really bad i don't think i know he he's trash like, i don't think he makes particularly interesting or good i don't even think he makes fun turn-up music which is the funny thing to me because that's no, it's, kind of what it's kind of like depressing like it's <laughs> it has like a bluesiness to it but it's not I don't know. It's like auto-tune blues. It's the most <laughs> bizarre thing. It's the, the genre that should never be replicated again. Yeah. So, but, but like the point I'm making is like game muddy waters. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> rap game muddy waters. Oh man, throwing all sorts of. Uh, most people are gonna be like, who the fuck is muddy waters? <laughs> that listen to this podcast. Um, no, but it's just like. Isn't that what you expect someone like Post Malone to say? That like right. it's what we all expect, and then we like get up in arms when he actually says it. Well, I think the the big problem that w you know we were we were referencing earlier is the fact that Post Malone is white guy with dreadlocks. He's seen as a culture vulture. It's the same thing <laughs> as when you know, um, uh, like for example, Peter Rosenberg yeah. from Hot ninety seven. Whenever he criticizes. 
uh, you know, Nicki Minaj or criticizes right. this and that. It's like not coming from that background and then making a huge amount of success off of that. You, you know, obviously have well, to be very careful. You're going to be under a microscope say. and like exactly uh, for yeah. good reason, though. I mean, he sure. and him especially. Like uh, a few weeks prior to this, he said in an interview that he believed that Charlemagne hated him because he was white, like reverse racism, essentially. That's amazing, and it, you know. Who knows? <laughs> but it's also like it's it's like I don't know if you know anything about Charlemagne, but like he bit. hosts a podcast with Andrew Schultz, who's a white guy, and right. he's good friends with Mac Miller. And like Charlemagne's not does, a bad dude. No, and like, Charlemagne doesn't hate white people. Charlemagne hates post Malone. Yeah. <laughs> like us. He's just like us and we're white people. We don't hate white people. Yeah, right. But we hate post Malone because he's a culture vulture. Yeah, because like if, if what? If Rosenberg said the, the same exact thing, what is he supposed to be like? Fair point. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's like it, it, he's saying the same shit that, like, everybody else is thinking or saying. Right. If they have, like, uh, you know, an outlet to, to voice their opinion, you know? Right. right. But also, I think that you have to look at it like if as someone who has made so much money off of black culture and has kind of uh, piggybacked his whole career off of black culture. By the way, he was – before he was a uh, – <laughs> Before he was a successful rapper, you know he played like Minecraft on YouTube. I did not know that. That's how he got famous, and like like not famous, famous, but like he built up a following on YouTube yeah. and then posted the video and then blew up from there. I'm starting to like this guy. <laughs> He's, He's Post right. Malone, the He's all, all right, the head Come of on, the guys. all right, man. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, him and Ken Bone. <laughs> But that's what a great reference. Thank you. Uh, the, but, a year late. But that is that's the real issue. Like I think if someone like Eminem said this, he wouldn't have gotten as much shit. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Because Eminem has, first off, he never really appropriated black culture in the same way wearing grills and no, I mean you know, he, he having, never did the Paul Wall thing. You know yeah. what I mean? But, but like but Paul but Wall, you have someone like Paul Wall, but like exactly, Paul's tight as shit, dude. <laughs> Like, um, I don't want to start naming good Paul Wall verses. There's a lot, folks. There's a lot. Um, <laughs> Wikipedia. No, but like someone like Eminem has has done so much for. I mean, like him or not, and like whether you think he's totally fallen off, he has. Um, he's done a lot for for rap culture and hip hop culture, and like and just like that entire demographic. And like, Post Malone hasn't done shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I kind of see it both ways. Like. I'm annoyed by it. Like as someone that, especially as someone that like loves hip hop, has rapped, you know, takes it. I think it's like a very valuable and a very meaningful art form when when it someone wants it to be that way. Um, I think it's like kind of a shot to like he should have said his style of rap or like right what he listens to. He doesn't think is meaningful to to generalize it. Exactly was a mistake. Yeah, but at the same time. And I think he's a piece of shit. But like, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Like I said prior, like it, it's what you expect someone like him to say. And like he's actually like most of these guys who have said stuff like this, like the little yachties that have been like, I don't like Biggie or like whatever. You the, know, the old school. They rap. back off of it. It's like Post Malone's just like, I don't think it's. You know what I mean? Like he, what he said was stupid. But it's like this is what you expect. From like you know these like oxycontin rappers, you know what I mean, <laughs> that have been in like have been lobotomized since the moment they became 
famous and yeah. you know prior so it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean uh, uh another thing that post malone is known for i don't know if you've ever watched any interviews with him but <laughs> i'm loving these tidbits though he he just gets drunk all the time oh really is he like uh i thought he was more just a druggie i think he he, uh, he, he probably, probably does is, but... but like literally every interview i've ever watched with him he's drinking a miller light during the interview like he was at the <sighs> breakfast club but he was drinking a miller light really and i was like Okay, uh, you know, first off, it's the Breakfast Club. Yeah, <laughs> they record at like six a.m. Yeah, like what are you doing, dude? Yeah, so <laughs> there have been some like wild rappers go on the Breakfast Club. I've like never seen anyone like get turned up. Like, like what's his name? Like Charlemagne will even like offer like certain rappers. Like they'll be like, you want to get drunk? Like he's like offered people like oh, liquor yeah. and stuff. Well, it's not like Eric Andre though, where he no. offered uh, Tyler the Creator <laughs> Viagra and a hit of LSD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's like, it's like sidebar. Tyler's like the only person that could like actually handle being on that show <laughs> and like outdo it, match like, the absurdity. Yeah, match yeah. the absurdity. Maybe even go more absurd. He did actually. I don't know if you've ever seen the episode. You should. I don't watch. think I have. I've seen I've seen like a few people that I thought would do better on it, but didn't. Like Seth Rogen was on it at one point, and it was like, oh, when they. Put his television when they yeah, put his good, phone number like, on the screen. He even feels uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because they take it to the next level. They, of fucking yeah, next you. level. Yeah, yeah Rick the, and Morty actually, and Wiz Eric Khalifa, Andre. Wiz Khalifa's episode's really good too because he's just stoned out of his mind. But yeah. I'm just relating this back to hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for. I feel like Post yeah. Malone's like one of those guys that like if you talk to a Post Malone fan, I'm like, yeah. who are your favorite rappers? And they're like, Post Malone, Machine Gun Kelly, Eminem. The white guy from Run the Jewels. Half, <laughs> about half of J. Cole's catalog, catalog I like. They would only know him as the white guy from Run the Jewels. <laughs> I like about half of Logic's catalog, half of Drake's catalog, <laughs> half of J. Cole's catalog. That's weird. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, but yeah, actually another thing... <laughs> That's good. That and I, I, I agree with you to an extent. Um, yeah. I definitely think that someone like Post Malone deserves all the backlash and outrage he gets just because he's fucking shit. Yeah, and I mean, he, like, have a fucking field day, you know? What I mean, fuck yeah. this guy. Like, I'm not defending him. He fucking sucks. But like, and also, he's another one of these guys that has these. Um, their public persona is based just on like pre pretty much just just false shit to me like for yeah. example uh recently he got a tattoo of oh Lil yeah peep. of Lil peep yeah and do you know Lil tracy who raps with Lil peep like yeah, he I do. yeah he's the guy that was like on a lot of his songs yeah, he's on awful things mm -hmm. and he's in a lot of shit he apparently went on uh twitter it might not have been Lil tracy it was some but it was someone who was close to Lil peep it's a terrible name by the way <laughs> Lil tracy Lil tracy Lil bernard <laughs> my mom's friend's name's tracy dude <laughs> fucking Lil tracy <laughs> Little Tracy, <laughs> my mom's friend's tight. <laughs> I didn't even know she rapped, but that's pretty. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty wild to me. Oh um, man, I know. I saw that. I, I was like, I forgot to bring that up. That's fucking wild. That about he did how that. he got a full blown full... tattoo of Lil Peep, who recently yeah. passed away. And apparently, this guy went on Twitter and said that they weren't even that close of friends. Yeah, that's weird. He said, "I love Mac Macion. What's his name? Mac? I, I love never... Macon." Is that his name, McConan? I I used to think it was Maconan, but it's McConan. Oh, okay. I have, Mac I have uh, like I've said prior, I have uh, hip younger siblings that uh, stay yeah, in he tune. Said, like, Lil, uh, he said that guy was close with Lil Peep, but like all these other rappers that are coming out, like Lil Uzi Vert and 
Post Malone and all these guys that are like mourning him on social media, like weren't right. really that close with him. Yeah, because like when I think of Lil Peep, I think of like Lil Pump, Lil Xan, like pretty much all the Lils from California. When I heard that Lil Peep died, I thought that it was Lil Xan. Or no, oh. I'm sorry, not Lil Xan, uh, Lil Pump. Oh, uh, really? Well, yeah, because well, he's they, constantly. Yeah, fucked they can't. Up. They they have the same. God, I can't remember the videographer. I like know his name. I can't Cole, think. Cole Bennett. Cole Bennett. Yeah, who's really really good. Yeah. Um, but like they all kind of do videos with him. He's like in that circle. Right. So, but you know who's not in that circle? Post Malone. Post Malone <laughs> is not in that circle. Don't get a fucking tattoo <laughs> yeah. of Lil Peep. Who he literally tweeted when when Lil Peep died that. Um, He's like, I know we only knew each other for a little bit, but you inspired <laughs> me. And then I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to get a full tattoo of his face? Oh, that is so weird. But actually, that kind of transitions pretty nice off I, of our first topic. Mm-hmm. Did you see what I did there? Yeah, I was literally <laughs> mouthing segue, segue. <laughs> Just trying to keep us on point, folks. Well, you were, ri- you were riding the segue. I was riding yeah. a segue towards this segue. <laughs> folks. Oh, uh, folks. But <laughs> yeah, in. now get – shut up, dude. we got to be serious now. Yeah, we, we got to get our serious, serious faces on. We're going to tackle we were, a serious topic, folks. For um, the second straight week, yeah. we're just getting all serious up in this bitch. Um, um, you know, yeah. obviously Lil Peep, what happened with him. Um, there, More information actually came out about his death today. I, saw, I didn't read it. Yeah, so at the time, everyone believed that it was a Xanax overdose. And um, as, you know, we know, you have to yeah. take a lot of Xanax to dive from I've Xanax. I've taken a lot of Xanax in one sitting, and I am here, unfortunately. <laughs> God said, you have to stay. And I said, all right, fuck you. But... He apparently had uh, more than just Xanax in his system. He was mixing a bunch of things, and and it is okay, believed yeah. that there was fentanyl in his system. So oh, there you go. Uh, so it's probably heroin which, laced with uh, fentanyl. If you're not, yeah, exactly. If you're not familiar with uh, with fentanyl, it is essentially um, heroin's uh, even worse cousin. It is, which um, kills like a ton of people. The majority people of people that overdose on heroin. I mean, it's usually heroin overdoses aren't. From, like, a mass quantity. I mean, like, obviously, it's a large quantity, but they're usually from fentanyl being laced within it right. and um, just, like, a lethal dosage. Right. And then there's carfentanil as well, which is mm-hmm. uh, even more powerful than, like, 100 times more powerful than fentanyl, which has yeah. now made its way into – also, by the way, can make its way into anything, really. I heard that in New York they, they there was fentanyl found in cocaine, too. Well, that's So, great. folks, if you're out there Don't and do you drugs, do drugs like- – Either don't do them, but if you do them, buy a test kit and know what you're getting. <laughs> right. Know what you're taking. Because every drug addict out there is like, God damn, I need to get that test kit. Well, not everyone who no, does cocaine is no, a drug they're, they're addict. Right. A lot of cocaine users are yeah. – <laughs> welcome to Wall Street. Um, but yeah, so you know, obviously Matt has personal experience with this. Um, yeah. I, I haven't been personally affected by it, but I've known a ton of people who have died from right. opioids. And it's something – that obviously we should talk about since yeah. it's very prevalent in the rap game right now, especially with Lean and Zan rap mm-hmm. being so at popular the yeah. at the forefront. And I kind of just want to hear your take because obviously you have like, is it your take not only on Lil Peep, you know, passing away, mm-hmm. but rappers that glorify yeah. Zans and Lean and uh, drugs like this in general. Now like, I think I think for one thing, I, like before I like give you a take on like this specific subject i think obviously this is a problem 
but this isn't anything new. This is sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And this has been happening since, you know, we mentioned Janis Joplin. And even prior to that, you know, people have been dying from opioid overdoses mm -hmm. and even alcohol, even like alcoholism and stuff, musicians and like just people in general. I don't even want to use just like pop culture figures. Um, this is nothing new. Um, they might be doing a new type of drug, like whether it be lean or, you know, obviously Xanax wasn't as popular, you know, several decades ago. Uh, when, you know, a lot of rock stars were passing from, you know, heroin and, and cocaine and other forms of narcotic. Um, yeah. Um, I think the best way to, like, look at this, at least from my perspective, as someone who's, you know, almost five years removed from drugs and alcohol, um, I think you can't look at the person as – you have to, like, take them out of their celebrity persona Um I think just as at guilt as the rappers are, are the people that glorify them for what they do. Right. If you saw a drug addict or if you knew someone close to you or even not even someone close, but just someone like you've heard of that's a drug addict, you're going to think something poorly of them usually or you're going to pity them. Right. For whatever reason, musicians – and this is obviously from decades and decades of glorifying sex, drugs, and rock and roll – are viewed in a totally different light um, – like celebrities in general, right? Exactly. It's it, it's so part of the culture, and it's not part of regular life culture, right? Um, let's say it was; it would probably be viewed in a very similar light. Um, it's considered cool, but like when I think part of the problem is these these musical artists are not. You don't see their addiction up close. You you know they do drugs, and then you know they die right. if they die. Or you might like like someone like Lil Wayne might end up in the hospital and then for two days there's fucking like think pieces on it right. and then like With no one seizures. gives a shit again. yeah and then until he has an accident. yeah then he's fine you yeah. know what I mean so it's like some so it's like uh, let me regain my train of thought um, you don't see their daily struggle like you would see maybe like your brother right. or one of your close friends or a friend of a friend or just someone you know from high school for instance where you're hearing these stories and you're hearing these anecdotes about them and. It's terrifying. It, yeah. It's it's one of the most hopeless positions, and I, as someone that battled it, I can tell you it's fucking very, very hopeless. Um, rappers and rock stars and actors and actresses and anyone that's in the public light, ironically, do not have that light shed on them. You would think they would. They do <laughs> Even not. Even more so, yeah. Right. They have ways of hiding it. Um, they keep themselves up. They have that added bonus of worrying about their public persona that maybe like your regular, you know, heroin addict or, or low end drug fiend would not have that ability to hide. Mm -hmm. um, and we as fans and people that, you know, buy into them don't we allow it to like be normalized. Right. So now what do you think? Like Lil Peep specifically, the fact that he died is, is really um it's 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 not very shocking to be honest because no. if you listen to any of his music, um, he was very open. Here's a here's about a his drug use, right? So like before you continue, like uh, the first time I I think I heard about Lil Peep last spring, maybe uh, I think No Jumper just like tweeted a picture of him. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear a single one of his songs. I didn't hear anything. I saw a picture of him. I saw a wiry, like you know, troubled looking kid, and I was like, as someone that's gone through drug addiction and alcoholism i was like oh man that's not going to end up good right i like knew it wasn't going to end up good From it almost have that never feeling. ends up good yeah 
Someone like Eminem, like you rip him as much as you can, like it's a miracle that he's not dead. Yeah. Like a literal miracle. Someone like even someone like Macklemore, like these high level drug users that like when you're rich, like I've been like Especially broke. In that culture, like I, being I know so many people that have been like homeless and died from drugs. Imagine being a millionaire. It is so much easier. Yeah, and you have a bunch of enablers around you oh, yeah, because that, yeah, they people want to do drugs friend. with you. Exactly, you know they mean? want to do drugs with you. But but what I was trying to get at with that is because he, he definitely expressed it in his music, and he actually said in multiple interviews, you know, I don't go on social media and share, you know, mm-hmm. um, oh, I'm doing drugs, I'm doing this. That's not what I want my image to be mm-hmm. he's like i do it through my music because it's a form of release and he was kind of looking at it like i'm not trying to glorify this is a little peep saying this right i'm okay. not trying to glorify drugs he right. actually w- when you read into a lot of what he said was was very deep f- from like a sociological standpoint he knew he understood yeah. a lot i've heard he- interviews he's a pretty well-spoken person yeah. for as troubled as he was yeah and he says in like interviews like you know that he used music as a platform to kind of like uh display his uh maybe maybe addiction a little bit of his mental health mm-hmm. issues things that he was suffering through and you know where do you think that there the line is where it's like between glorification and just having an outlet because a lot of the times and i mean i think this is safe to say like you know just because you hear in a song that, uh, you know, someone shot and killed someone, which yeah. is, you know, something that was very big in the 80s and 90s with gangster rap. It's not sure. as big anymore, it but mafioso, it still does yeah. happen. Yeah, it, it still does happen mm-hmm. uh, with gangster rap and with mafioso. And, sure. And, you know, more not recent- as much at the forefront, but it's, right. it's still very much More alive. recently, yeah. you know, trap music. Um, but, like, just because you hear that in a song uh, doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to go out and kill someone. Right. right? <laughs> like, you know, so, um, so where do you draw the I line think- between, you know— what what rappers can say and what rappers or musicians artists can say and what they can't say. I, I think, and this is like just like very much a free speech, like generalized free speech thing. I think they can say whatever the hell they want. Absolutely. I think that they. Sh- I think just like anybody in the public spotlight should be aware that they are an influence on millions of young people, especially hip hop. It's a young person's genre. They and specifically this subgenre of rap, you know, the Xanax and like you know Oxycontin styled rap. Um, that their their audience is very impressionable. Like we're not talking about, you know, and it's very similar that you can draw lines like with like in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. With like you know everything from like psychedelic psychedelic rock to hair metal, where their audience was very young, and like a lot of those people were very impressionable and followed down that path. Um, I think they can say whatever they want. I don't think. I mean, unless they're you know threatening the U.S. government and like you know saying I have nukes in my you know like just something bizarre that would be like a felony. Well, in my opinion, I think they should be able to do that. But yeah, right. Well, that's for another podcast. <laughs> <Chupo Trapels. laughs> so, um, yeah. So I think, um, and I'm not trying to skate around what you're saying. I'm trying to like. No, I understand. Um, I think that they just whatever, need, they really need to be aware of that. And I think someone like. Lil Peep was very honest about where they were coming from and why they do drugs. And it's very much the opposite of what Post Malone does. I read a great story. Um, 
this is crazy. I read it on Hot New Hip Hop. I usually don't like a lot of their writing, but this was really good. Um, earlier today, and it was like talking about how guys like you know Twenty One Savage or Lil Peep, they really you get like into their life and like they really are writing and it's it, it feels like a release you right. know whether it be 21 savage with violence or lil peep with drug addiction right and someone like post malone is skating over like i'm popping up i'm, I'm popping bottles i'm snorting zanny like that's all they say it's very cookie cutter surface level surface level just trying to sell records commercialization yeah it's so it's they're exploiting it right I think that and – and I would be a hypocrite to say that you shouldn't be allowed to talk about drug addiction because I can tell you and you know for a fact yeah. a lot of my music pre and post sobriety had a lot of – that was my major major influence. Right. Um, I think it can you be – under the influence, yeah, I think I think that these lyrics like this, someone like Lil Peep says can be a cautionary tale right? or they can be heavily impressionable like I said and that really isn't up to them. For people to uh, that that's you know that they can't control how people read those absolutely. Um, but I think that, like I said, they someone in that spotlight and he was very popular. He had like a very big cult following. Needs to be aware and like you know this even comes down to like just like when he's doing videos and he's like high as a kite and he's doing drugs on camera. It's like. <laughs> That doesn't. That's not necessary. Right, and it is. It is impressionable to young children, but I think when it comes to art, I think what you said is really interesting with like Twenty One Savage and Lil mm -hmm. Peep. Like you, you become immersed in their world, and it's not necessarily a, a glorification of that world. It's more just the reality that they are living. Yeah. Lil Peep made sad music. He made emo rap. He yeah. made music that wasn't really supposed to be cool. No. He made music that was supposed to be more of an expression of what he was living mm -hmm. through and you know it's up to the listener and if the listener is younger they might tend to be more impressionable they might tend to think that is cool and mm -hmm. think and be more likely to use drugs but my whole thing is there's a reason that these rappers have a market right yeah. that kind of shit wasn't popular 10 years ago for a reason that market didn't exist mm -hmm. now you have an entire generation of kids that the rates of drug addiction are much higher before yeah. before the music even i mean yeah going back 10 years i mean there has been such a spike especially in the teenage demographic of of drug abuse and 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 uh, yeah exactly and drug addiction blind and... drug abuse like kids and this is like very low level but kids are using these jewels now and like you know i smoke a jewel i also smoked cigarettes for 10 years and it's a great way to get off of it yeah kids are smoking jewels that have never smoked cigarettes and they have no idea that they're getting a nicotine addiction the same thing as like maybe five years ago before obviously now more people know about per percocet and perk 30s and like yeah. how it's basically just synthetic heroin right kids were doing it because their high school friends were doing it they had no idea the implications Absolutely. of what they were about to you know right divulge in but that that is kind of what it all comes back to for me is like you know rappers and musicians and artists and actors, they can take part of the blame for giving into the culture and maybe glorifying it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I think the real issue at the core is, you know, you have a generation of people that are being raised in, a, you know, in, a, in an economic time where, you know, if things are growing much slower than they were before, you know, you're basically the majority of kids that are in their 20s now grew up during a recession. Right. Uh, and then the other kids pretty much are, you know, 
turning to drugs when they're in their 20s and they're in high school and college age because, you know, a lot of them don't have jobs or mm-hmm. they're, you know, there's a l- much larger implication here. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of the blame tends to fall on to, um, you know, whether it's rappers or, you know, these people who are supposed to be quote unquote role models, even though they absolutely shouldn't be, they should just be able to do whatever they want. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But my whole thing is like, why don't, <laughs> you know, why don't people get as mad at the pharmaceutical companies as they do at someone like this when they die from uh, you know, a drug addiction and they most likely – and he has said on record that he suffered from mental health issues before mm-hmm. and he turned – and he self-medicated essentially yeah. with drugs that were readily available to him because yeah. of the field that he was in but also because you know people are over-prescribed drugs. People are easily easily given, you know, these things. Fentanyl was created, which killed him. Probably, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I, that officially. That was created by Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> and it's killed a lot of people we know. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, absolutely you can you can criticize people for Zan rap and you can criticize people for Lean rap, but there's a much much larger issue here that people don't need you know don't really get to the core the core of that issue. They kind of you know they kind of push that to the side and you know doctor who are prescribed aren't the aren't the problem and you know people who uh uh run pharmaceutical companies aren't the problem yeah but it's the people that are making the music mm-hmm. <laughs> like i don't know it seems yeah, like a little bit I, of a stretch to me and i think that really comes down to um I mean, like pharma- pharmaceutical companies that that's never going to change i mean that is such a With tight, current that structure. is such a giant like you know it's just a giant in like you know the medical field like like you know synthetic pharmaceuticals like it's like synthetic pharmaceuticals you pharmaceutical know, drugs yeah, yeah exactly narcotics um that's never going to change i think the reason Until, and i unless there's heavy regulation i don't necessarily but. agree with it but i believe that the reason rappers get the brunt of the blame or or not even just rappers like i don't even want to just limit this to rappers this is really Actors and actresses and rappers and just cr- thinkers and creatives, anybody that has you know, a light on them, that has a group of people that are watching their every move, um, they are – I shouldn't say responsible for what people see, but mm-hmm. they – I mean anybody is. They are responsible. I'm responsible for what I say. They're responsible for what they do. It just so happens that millions of people are watching what they do. Right. And there's a reason that, like, your everyday drug addict is not influencing so many people. It's because he doesn't have a million people watching him. They're an outcast in society. Famous people that are addicted to drugs or alcoholics just so happen to be the only alcoholics and drug addicts that are not outcasts of society. Right. And I see a lot of parallels with what we were talking about earlier, a lot of parallels Mm -hmm. between the – the gang with gangster rap in the 90s like yeah. i don't know if you've ever heard of this conspiracy theory but there's a conspiracy theory that uh which actually kind of touches back to what we talked about last week with meek mill uh and the conspiracy theory was that in the 90s a bunch of people who own private prisons essentially pushed a lot of money towards uh record labels uh and radio to play gangster rap and to play really? violent music because it encouraged violent behavior. Now, to me, it's the same thing with Zan rap and with yeah. lean rap in that 
the real ish root of the issue is not first off i think that's a bullshit conspiracy theory and that's i think I. I think that a lot of the time people want an, a convenient excuse for why you can do the most you know abhor fucking horrid things to people and the most disgusting things to people and imprison them and in insane rates and you know gangster rap was a convenient excuse for that even though these are people that are coming from communities where they're really right. just expressing what they've gone through right mm -hmm. so my whole thing with that is like you know we can you can place as much blame on the on these rappers as you want but at the end of the day they're only one person and they yeah. might have a major influence but they're not putting the needle in someone's arm they're not giving the person drugs <laughs> like, yeah. you know so that that is that's my been my whole argument ever since you know Lil Peep died and and in general with this whole thing mm -hmm. is you know those rappers in the first place wouldn't turn to drugs if they didn't you know have a reason to and a lot of sure. people that I mean... in all these communities wouldn't be t turning to drugs at such an insane rate if you know honestly their life was better <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean and that's usually what it is i mean like unfortunately it's not always no no i mean unfortunately and like drug addiction is not uh biased towards any particular there are a ton social of demographic yeah, exactly. um you know some of the richest people in the world you know mm -hmm. not just people that were doing drugs and then got famous like as musicians but you know p drugs can be a way to escape they can be peer pressured they can be a way to deal with boredom and that's absolutely uh, that's the case with a lot of you know wealthier especially wealthy teens i personally yep. you know like i've uh, something that's insane about like you know i go to aa or um you know i was very involved in aa in my first like four or so years of sobriety and you can go to a meeting where it's, you know, you're in Kensington, which is like, you know, very low. Not Kensington, England. Yeah, very it's low socioeconomic yeah, area of Philadelphia. It's the complete opposite of that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's Skid Row, basically. Yeah. And then you can go to one in Villanova where it's a bunch of kids that went to private school. Right. And they all deal with the same fucking thing. It's not any different. You might have done them in different places and you might have had several different experiences, but you're going through the same hell. As the person that you know is lying on a corner in the you know North Philadelphia, uh, or if like you're in your parents' bathroom in your McMansion, you know absolutely, what I mean? yeah, that's that's a big, that, I, and I totally think that that is mm -hmm. that's another issue that people really need to deal with. You know, uh, addiction right. is, it can affect anyone, yep. and um, that's you know that's something that if rappers are gonna you know hold most of the response hold a, a large amount of responsibility for you know how they act and what they do um i think music should always be an outlet for uh, any form of creativity whether it's pain whether mm -hmm. it's you know enjoyment whatever it is you can be honest with the public without you know telling people to do drugs i think that <laughs> and, and here's the thing where people really get tripped up about like you know not as much a little peep but just like your everyday rapper that talks about drugs where it's it's a very much a party um i think some, some rockies right like, that's a, that's a Travis great, scott but or, like those guys are good examples like they they really like you know that's part of their life it's it's part of their partying but it's also like i i love when an artist is able like especially someone that is actually going through drug addiction isn't just like bullshitting it i think that's so fucking annoying and like i think like that helps me see how annoying it must be for like rappers that like talk about violence or like rap, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like just like mafia is a bullshit that have never been through anything. Right. It's like that would be like a rapper like talking about like, oh, man, like watch me like, you know, snort this coke and like or like, you know, shoot these lines. And they have no, no idea what that's like. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, what I was saying 
what the fuck was I saying? You're uh, saying what's the score <laughs> the Sixers gave him? Okay, the Sixers are down uh, the eight right now to the, to, to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cut it to <laughs> cut it single digits. Sorry. But no, we, we, we could wrap this up. Uh, I mean, I think what what we're both trying to say here is that, uh, you know, obviously we think that rappers have... Oh, oh shit, I remember. Sorry. Right, go back. You I, I, got I just caught my train of thought. <laughs> um, I think that... It can be bad to like glorify it in a party scene, but also that's a way for some rappers that have gone through shit to to express themselves. Because it's not all. I mean, like drug addiction and alcoholism and any form of addiction isn't all about the gutter. It's also about the highs and like you know, no pun intended. Like you have a <laughs> lot of fun times, but it's also a lot of dread. And I appreciate when a rapper is able to show you that full scope. Because, Both sides of the coin, right? Because then it doesn't just become like these kids aren't just hearing like, oh, this must be great. There's nothing wrong with it. It's right. like. Oh, but this also happened. And yeah. like this is also – and so you can kind of get a feel for like – especially someone like Macklemore or someone like – even like a Kendrick who's had it around him. Right. Like you get a feel like, OK, they're not bullshitting. They've seen the full scope of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like important. Right. So I think that that is something that – I even think like just listening to Lil Peep's music and I think it, it's something that Future kind of – um, started uh, mm -hmm. with like the whole like lean rap, creating lean rap that is it sounds cool mm -hmm. and it has a cool aesthetic to it, but in reality, if you're listening to what he's saying, it's very depressing. You know, it is, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of a genius way of going. This is why I'm drinking lean. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. my girl left me. I'm de I feel I want to fucking die. Like you know what I mean? And and Lil Peep kind of also did that in a, in a very different stylistic way. But uh, you know that's something that uh, it is. You know, it's it's a different way of of showing that full scope. You know what I mean? In a uh, in a way that is not so direct. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? A lot of mumble rap gets a lot of criticism for uh, you know not having the greatest lyrics and not right. having this and that. And you know there really is some actual depth to that uh, with with uh, you know futures music and mm -hmm. I think with a lot of guys that are are coming from that same background but yeah so uh i think what what we're really trying to say here overall before we end this episode is do drugs is that you should <laughs> you should only do drugs if uh your doctor says it's cool yes that's, that's that, all is, <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point no um, but in reality it's you know it's it's a much larger systemic issue that Obviously, rappers should not catch the blame for, but you if you want to criticize them for, for giving into it, I'm okay with that. Sure. Being part of the culture, glorifying the culture, I'm okay with that, but also understand that at the end of the day, there are people, too, that live within a culture mm -hmm. that this exists no matter whether rap it's, exists or whether fucking any musician glorifying this shit exists. Yeah, it's people a are going to be addicted to It's drugs. a glorification that they didn't create, and more likely than not, considering its longevity, they're not going to stop. Absolutely. It's just I think it's it's the only thing you can do is is shed light on it. Absolutely. So. And I think you can speak to that more so than probably uh, anyone else I know. So I think that this was uh, actually it was a very nice time to talk and have a serious conversation. Yeah. For you know extended period of time mm -hmm. uh, on here and uh, we're gonna watch the rest of the Sixers game and cool. uh, go go Sixers please go Sixers. Um, please don't beat us, LeBron. Yeah, do not ruin my night. Bye. <laughs> All right. See you guys.